Welcome to Health Talks Now, bringing you the facts you need to keep you and your family well. We're happy you're tuning in today. Baptist Health is committed to providing compassionate, high-quality care that is centered on you. Listen to all of our podcasts to hear from Baptist Health physicians about the latest medical advancements and treatments. And get trusted information on timely health topics from our healthcare professionals. Whether you want to learn more about a specific condition or procedure or find tips for living a healthy lifestyle, Baptist Health is here to help you become a healthier you. On a regular basis, we're going to be bringing you a special edition of the podcast for both transparency and to provide the latest information to keep you informed as we navigate COVID-19 and our response. We're joined on the phone with Baptist Health System Chief Executive Officer Gerard Coleman. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. Let's jump right in. So I think one of the biggest challenges at this stage of the game is forecasting accurately the peak, the apex of this pandemic in terms of projecting for our industry, all the hows, wins, et cetera. Yeah, absolutely. It's been a challenge. I mean, if you think about it, every time we look at the national models and they're coming out of Washington University, they continue to change based on current data. So when you looked at those charts, if you will, back when this started, the pandemic was going to be much more severe quick onset in cities like what you saw in New York was going to be nationwide, every city. New York became hotspot epicenter and California seemed to reach a plateau. And I would say that they are at their peak and now they're probably coming down. So yeah, being able to monitor this, track this and predict this has been very, very challenging based on new data that we have every single day based on case counts from the prior day or availability testing. So it's been, it's definitely been a challenge. Did we reach our peak last week? You know, we did actually reach our peak, but I, I would say to more accurately describe it, I'd say we reached a plateau point. We're kind of staying at that certain spot and we're going to start seeing that come down now as we continue to do social distancing and continue to have good practice around the use of PPE out in the community, whereas, you know, you see people wearing masks in stores and and just being cautious, washing their hands after they've been out, washing their hands constantly, you know, when they're preparing food, when they're in their homes, you know, those kinds of things. I think that'll help bring that plateau down to, to start to see an, an actual decline, which would be wonderful. Absolutely. That's certainly the goal. So looking forward, hospitals in Kentucky and Indiana have now been cleared to begin radiology, pre-anesthesia testing, and some ambulatory care procedures. In anticipation of a phased return to full operations, Baptist Health has created a restart plan that focuses on our operational priorities to help make our restart a reality. I would imagine that a restart of this magnitude will require a huge lift. Getting the ship's engines fired up takes a lot of coordination, if you will. What all is this going to entail? The way we came out of normal operations into a COVID-type operations is the same way we're going to have to come out of this. So if you remember, we first turned off or stopped medically necessary procedures, but they were more scheduled, as they referred to them as elective. And that was to preserve PPE. And then we reduced the amount of physician office visits. And then we reduced the amount of inpatient activity in the hospital so we could have available capacity for ventilators and ICU beds and even medical beds for COVID-type patients. So as we come out of the COVID pandemic, 
we have to do the same thing. We have to ramp back up the way we ramped down. And that requires a lot of operational planning. And that's being led by our hospitals, hospital leaders, our medical group leaders. So they have operational plans in place. And they are changing daily as we get new information and guidance from the state and local governments. Because as you know, Baptist Health is the only statewide healthcare system. It's got a huge footprint and we serve so many populations. So we really work with all the mayors and elected officials in those areas to make sure that we're following the guidance that they want and the guidelines so we don't see a resurgence of corona in those communities as we bring the health system back online. Sure, that makes sense. Can you share a little bit with us about this restart plan and specifically what we can look forward to seeing? We're starting off with interventional radiology, diagnostic imaging procedures, really those ambulatory type outpatient visits, followed by very closely the ramp up of physician office visits. There's a lot of patients that have chronic conditions, people that have chronic cardiac conditions and chronic diabetics and so on that, that really need care on a consistent basis and they'll be returning back to the healthcare system. That'll be closely followed by ambulatory surgical procedures, and that will be followed by inpatient surgical procedures and then ramp up to full operations. But that will be a phased approach and will take several, I anticipate will take several weeks and very thoughtful planning and daily surveillance to make sure that we have enough capacity if there is, unfortunately, a resurgence of COVID in the communities that we serve and in the state for that matter. So Baptist Health, we know, is really leaning into technology right now to bring the benefit of our care to our patients where they are and in the safest manner. Can you speak to us specifically about our digital health initiatives and how we're working to improve access on that vantage point? Absolutely. That is one of the most important questions to every healthcare system right now. And it's what are you doing to limit the need for patients to come into facilities and or doctor's offices, basically social distancing. How do we facilitate that? Not enforce it, but facilitate the social distancing while still providing outstanding clinical quality care. So Baptist Health System, along with our peer groups, so I can mention by name, there's so many wonderful healthcare partners in the state of Kentucky and in Southern Indiana, for that matter, that are working on telehealth, video health, e-visit technology, all of those things are different, but they're all aligned in the fact that we don't want to put patients at risk by having them come into facilities or doctor's offices. So because of all of the changes in legislation, quite frankly, as a result of COVID, healthcare systems have been able to adopt and invest a lot in this new technology, or it's really existing technology, but it's really been able to invest in it. So when you hear the term about waivers and hospitals without walls, all of those things became available to us as a result of COVID. So we now, we've seen over 30,000 video visits since the beginning of COVID, 30,000. We had none before COVID. Now we had e-visits. E-visits are technology that we've had for quite some time. Baptist Health has always invested in that. We do that through our electronic medical record. You've heard that term before. Our electronic medical record is quite robust, and it has that technology and that ability in it. But it wasn't until we went into the video visit platform because of COVID, because of the easing of the regulations, because of the waivers that were granted by the government, that we've been able to really take advantage and invest in technology. I'm I'm so impressed by 30,000 video visits. There's several thousand a day. So it's an incredible opportunity for patients and the caregivers to be able to interact 
get that clinical care that they need, allowing the provider to feel comfortable and confident that they're providing clinical care and all through the video visit platform. So we have a lot of use in that space and it's been wonderful. We're really using that now, that leverage and that platform to do a lot of telehealth for patients that are discharged from the hospital. So when patients go home, there's a lot more monitoring to reduce readmissions to the hospital. So there's a lot of good that has come out of this technology and it's really been advanced in the last two months. And I think you'll see a lot more in that space as we move forward. The way that we've adapted to access and provided patient care through these means, including the monitoring that's going on as well remotely, I'm sure that we'll continue that after COVID. Would you agree? Absolutely. Carrie, that's absolutely right. We're going to be continuing that after COVID. We're going to continue to invest in that technology because one of the things that we have to do as we phase in our opening, as the governor talked about in his last two evenings press conferences, he has them every evening, gives us update. And he's talked the last two nights about a phased in approach to healthcare. Some of what we have to do for that phase in approach is make sure that we have adequate PPE mm-hmm. and that we have adequate capacity in our hospitals, meaning leaving a certain amount of beds free just in case there's a resurgence. So in order to be able to do that, we're going to have to really continue to invest in the video platform because every person that comes to a doctor's office, regardless if they have a respiratory condition or not, we're going to have to give them an N95 mask. We're going to have to make sure we practice social distancing. So wouldn't it be better for all of us if we could continue to provide outstanding care in the home, not putting those patients at risk and preserving PPE for our care providers that need them in the hospitals and the surgical centers and so on. So it is a great future facing thing for all healthcare, And I'm excited to see it really come to life. And it's not only convenient and safe, but it's great for the patient who could live miles away from our facility. Absolutely. Yeah, Kentucky is a really, you know, as you know, very rural. And a lot of people, they social distance by their very, where they live. It has nothing to do with COVID at all. And this will really help get care to people that wouldn't necessarily have had really great access to care in the past. Not because of financial means, but like you said, distance can become a major factor if you're an hour from your provider or an hour and a half from a hospital. And I know that seems extreme, but it's quite true. There are a lot of areas in the country that are pretty remote. Those patients will need access to care. This gives them that opportunity to get that care they need. Speaking of outcomes, Baptist Health has received some recent media coverage in regard to potential COVID-19 treatments involving the use of donated plasma as a treatment option for the most vulnerable. Are you able to share more details about these advancements with our listeners? Sure. There's a lot of studies out there. There's a lot of things going on, as you see in the national news media, as, and I think we all watch that. And it's uh, very impressive, the amount of people and scientists and companies that are working on cures and treatments. So the plasma donation is a treatment, if you will. So it's, it's not a cure. But what happens is if the patient contracts COVID, then we can use plasma from a patient who has recovered from that And that plasma program has been successful. We've had two patients in Lexington so far in our Lexington facility that we're working with, and and they've now recovered and have done very well on that program. And in Baptist Health Louisville, we're also doing that program in conjunction with the Red Cross and the local blood banking community. So, And we're partnered with our health facilities that we work with on these programs here in Louisville. So it's it's been a wonderful program. It's one of many programs across the country. We're proud to be part of it. We're really excited to work with our our healthcare peers in the communities in which we're there and some companies, quite frankly, that are in that space. So there's lots of great things that they're happy as well as the program. And it really shows to the care and compassion 
the Baptist Health has for the community and, and the brilliant scientific minds and clinical minds that we have working with us. Well, speaking of bringing exceptional care to our patients, I think we'd be remiss to end this conversation without acknowledging the great work and the sacrifice of the entire Baptist Health team, both on the front line and those supporting our mission behind the scenes. What are you seeing from a leadership perspective in terms of how our organization is coming together to tackle this crisis? They are coming together like I've never seen any organization in my time in healthcare. The Baptist Health providers have really, all of them, either their direct patient care or in support of direct patient care, have really stepped up in a time of need. And not just in the clinical community in which we live and work, but the volunteerism that I'm seeing from our caregivers to other people in the community to make sure that they continue to social distance and, and practice good health you know, as we move forward has just been outstanding really the compassion and the dedication to our patients. Our, our caregivers are working tirelessly. Our physicians are working tirelessly. And I can't say enough for how they immediately leap to the cause of we really need to reduce access, ambulatory surgery, we really need to preserve PPE. Everybody was all in, all together, so fast to make sure that we responded as a community and in within our mission and our vision. So it was just, it was so grateful to see that. A lot of people had to make a lot of really tough choices during this, and I think it made us all aware of the things and opportunities we can do in our communities to volunteer and to really help each other get through this. So I was excited about how we reacted, excited about our caregivers, and even those that are in support of direct patient care, the unspoken heroes, food service workers that are preparing meals for staff that are working tirelessly 24-7 around the clock, the housekeeping staff that are putting themselves at risk as they clean rooms and turn rooms over for patient care. All those people, we don't really talk about them as much, but they really are part of it. And I've seen firsthand how they maintain facilities that we have. It's great to see how much they appreciate one another for all that they do together. Well, as always, thank you for making time for this discussion. We look forward to chatting with you again soon as the details continue to develop. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I'm really excited to be able to have this conversation today. I'm looking forward to the next one. Us too. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to Health Talks Now. Staying healthy is a lifelong commitment, and Baptist Health can provide the support you need to lower your risks, improve your quality of life, and protect your long-term health. Visit baptisthealth.com to hear our other podcasts, learn about our services, and find more tips to help you stay a step ahead of your health. Baptist Health, be a healthier you. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as medical advice. The content in this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. This podcast is not designed to replace a physician's medical assessment and medical judgment. Always seek the advice of your physician with any questions or concerns you may have related to your personal health or regarding specific medical conditions. To find a Baptist Health provider, please visit baptisthealth.com.